Amen. Amen. Oh, that's good. That's what, what it's all about. Prayer is the key. Amen. It is the key. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. peace it's another great, great, great Sunday. Amen. And we're glad to be in the house Amen. of the Lord. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. We're going to have a little lesson here. We'll get it together for you. I guess I ought to take this mask off. All right. Jesus, the master teacher, taught us a lot of things that you would think that he was here right today. And a lot of the things that he taught then are everlasting things. And uh, one of the more famous things that I like is when he talked about a house that's divided, as in Mark 3 and 25, a house that's divided among itself shall fall. And he was talking to the people at that time, but we could say the same thing about today. I have never seen so much division in the, in the undenied, I mean, in the, we call ourselves the United States of America. And we'd be better off now to call ourselves the divided states of America. We are so divided in all kinds of ways, in the political ways, in the medical ways. And I was listening uh, this morning to a little news thing, and they had two kids in this family. And one boy, I think, was about 14, and his sister was like 10 or something. And the little boy wanted to go to school, so he caught the bus but the little girl didn't want to go. And when they talked to her, she started crying because she was saying she was scared. And in the school that they were going to, you could wear a mask if you wanted to wear a mask. And then they interviewed this other teenage boy and he was saying, well, I'm not wearing a mask because they're, they're trying to take away our rights. He had no idea what rights are. He got it probably from his father. And so we got all of this going on and we got racial discrimination going on, we got um, gender discrimination, just all kinds of stuff that is dividing this country. And so the divided states of America needs to become the uh, uh, United States of America. And it cannot become the United States of America until the people get united. And the people will not be united until they come to Christ. And when you come to Christ and you are born again, what that means is you have a new family, a new nature, and a new father. All right? A new father, a new nature, and a new family. And then also you have a new commandment. And Jesus told us that new commandment was that we should love one another. And so we need that more so now than ever. And it will never happen in the country or the communities until it happens in the house. Everything starts with individuals in their homes. And I would hope with all of the, the, the violence going on in this, in, in this city, uh, domestic violence and child abuse going on in this city, no Christ Temple North people are experiencing that. Uh, uh, that, uh, that is my prayer to none of us because we can, we're not churchgoers over here. We are believers over here. 
And if we are believers over here, that means that we are born again and we're born into a new arena, the heavenly realm, which means that we have a new family, which is the body of Christ, and we have a new nature, which is the nature of Christ, and a new father, which is our heavenly father. You understand what I'm saying? And so therefore, we know God would not divide himself. Is that right? So he would not divide, allow his children to be divided. And so what I want to talk about is last week, I think, I called myself a, a man of grace, and I said, and women of grace. But I want to talk today about it. I'm really sincere about this. I, I'm, I'm really sincere about this. It hurts me to see all of the work that people have done to, to uh, unite us that Satan is working so hard to divide us. And it's and not only in churches or the government or whatever, he's doing that in families. And so this is also family, because let me tell you something, you cannot have a loving country unless you have loving families. You cannot have a loving church unless you have loving families. All right, so, and so you adults that have children, you have a new heavenly father, so your heavenly father will give you what you need to be able to nurture your children. That's fathers and mothers. And so we at Christ Temple North want to be in unity. There's a song that they sang called Unity. And we, we sang that, they get out and they shake hands with everybody. And uh, uh, because we really believe in unity. And so what, what, what really is lacking in homes and in this country right now is unity. And so uh, we got too many people, everybody's going their own direction, even in households. Everybody's got some going direction. That's, you can have an opinion about something, but there's still only one direction. And so we're gonna come from Ephesians 4, 4 and 7, and there's some things that I skipped in there because the point that I'm trying to make today is that we need to come together. And I think the title of, of this message is The Power of Unity. The power of unity is the most powerful force that you can have. But the power of unity cannot happen unless we have the power of love. That's why Jesus said he brought a new commandment that they love one another. So when we love one another, that brings us together as one family. Now I'm talking about the body of Christ now, as one family, and then we become very powerful because now we have the power of unity. Two can't walk together unless they agree. And if we all agree on the same thing, we become a powerful thing. There's even a scripture that says, if two or three gather in my name, I'll be in the midst. Jesus said that, isn't that right? So he's always talking about togetherness. He said, well, if two or three be in, in my name, then I'd come in the midst. Is that right? So he said, if two or three people come together in unity and in love, then that brings me in. Are you with me? And so what I want to talk about is uh, I want us to start here at Christ Chippewa. It always starts at, 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 in the homes, and then we bring it to the, the church and then to the community because we want to be going the same direction. You see, I know that a lot of pastors had to make decisions about closing churches, and I hear one over in Independence, they had a church last week or whatever, and they got 40 people infected, and they may wind up being up to 300 going, all right? So, but the problem is you can't have a pastor, and some pastors will get upset with me saying this, and some Christians will, but don't be putting stuff on Facebook. Just pray for me. 
uh, and some, you can't have a choice. You either gotta have one way or the other way. So pastor made a choice that we would shut down and then before that, he had a choice. We had, you didn't have a choice, you had to wear a mask. You see, because if we start allowing people to do one thing and people to do another thing, then we have a split and we can't have a split because we, if we're gonna be one people with, yes, one people with the same nature, one heavenly father, we all gotta be going the same direction. And those that trust their pastor and the Holy Spirit will understand that he is under the direction of the Holy Spirit. He's prayed about these things and he feels that this is best for his people. <coughs> You see, and I hope that, you know, for me, now this is just me talking, you know, and people talk about mass and they talk about school. And how, I remember at this time years ago, when I was in school, the only thing we was worried about is football practice getting ready to come up. Yeah. <laughs> now kids have got to, they're trying to figure out, are we going to go to school? Are we going to stay home? Parents has got to figure out. There's just a whole lot of stuff going on. And so I feel sorry for children today because they're caught up in the midst of all this. But somebody has to make a decision and everybody in that family has to go along with that decision. All right, because we should be walking the same road. Here we go. Starting at verse four from the message. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. This is Paul talking to the church and we're using this version here because I like it. He says we were all called to travel the same road and go the same direction. That's right. this, is, this is unity. This is the power of unity. We're all supposed to be going the same direction. Yes, right. the same road, same direction. There ain't no two or three different roads. There's only one road and we all should be going on that same road and going in the same direction. Isn't that right, Christ Temple North? Christ right. Temple North, you're under the same teacher. Yes, we all should be walking the same road, even in a household, all right? So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. And, and Paul's telling us, we gotta stay together both outwardly, outwardly and inwardly. He's trying to get us to understand that unity, yes, unity. You can't have unity if one person's going one direction and somebody else is going another direction. It will not work. We've gotta be going the same road. Christian, he's talking about the body of Christ in the same direction, okay? Inward and outward, all right? You have one master. We don't have a whole, we only have one master. We have, right. listen to me, we only have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father for all. Yeah. That is the body of Christ. The body of Christ, now, denominations separate that stuff up, but the, but the gospel doesn't separate that stuff up. The gospel says we have one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. And, and that's, that's where we're getting confused at. We're getting so many divisions. We have so many divisions in, in all these different doctrines and all these different, I mean, different churches with different names and different rules. We, no, 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 no. One master. One faith, one baptism, one God, one Father for all, who rules over all, and he rules over all. Mm -hmm. You see, I have said many, many times that I don't have an opinion on some things. God took that opinion from me, and he says, no, these are the rules. You follow them. Right. So these are the rules. And I've told you many times, if I'd have wrote it, I might have would have been light in some of those areas. But the Father of all who rules over all, he rules over all of us. And he is not divided. There are no big U's and little I's, little I's and big U's in God's family. 
we're all under the Father, and he's over all, all of us. Keep going, please. And he also works through all. And, and, and he works through us. You see, he works through us. He works through us. We want the Holy Spirit, listen folks, very careful to me. We want, when the Holy Spirit is working through us, we have a new nature, a new family, and a new father. The Holy Spirit wants to work through us, through us. Keep going, please. And is present in all. And he is present in all. It's called the indwelling Holy Spirit. Now, the, if there's division in your household this morning, if there's division in your household, somebody's walking the wrong road. Or maybe both parties are walking the wrong road. Because you cannot be under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you have this new nature and you become a new family and you have a new father and two people walk in two or three different ways. It, it, it doesn't work. That is not biblically sound. Right. All right? And in verse 6, everything you are and think and do is permitted with oneness. And so everything we do is for the oneness. Years ago, they used to say, Pastor does all of his oneness sermons. It's the oneness. I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. If you abide in me, you see what I'm talking about? If there's no, remember now, we have one Father, one Son, Jesus Christ, and one Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is within us. The Father's in heaven. The Son's in heaven. We're under the authority of the Father and the Son through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the direction of the Holy Spirit according to Jesus. So Jesus ain't splitting us up. That's right. All right? That doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. So that doesn't mean we all don't look and speak and act the same. We different folks. But we walk in the same. That's right. We walk in the same path. You see? We all don't look the same. I watch, uh, uh, it's like when you, I, we use basketball because you can watch basketball right now and, it's, and years ago everybody wore the same shoe they, they don't do that anymore everybody's got a different shoe a different shoe with a different color but they all go in the same direction is to win the game they do it in all the sports now you see we may have different shoes on we may dress different and we have different personalities but we go in the same direction is that right some of us are talkative some are quiet, some are intimate. We have a lot of that, but we're going the same direction. You all just got families. You all have children. They all come out of the same family. They have the same uh, last name, but they're different. But spiritually, they're walking the same direction. That's right. All right? And out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given his or her own gift. And so out of the generosity of Christ, every one of us, every one of you all, just look at me, you have a gift that God has given you. You remember last week that I talked to you about that. When the Holy Spirit comes to your house and you let him in, he brings gifts. Every, that's everybody. Once you get born again, God generously gives you gifts. And a lot of the gifts, what a lot of people think that the gifts are to be used in the church. No, the gifts are not to be used only in the church. The gifts are to be used in the body of Christ, which is bigger than the church. When I'm talking about the physical church, you all know what I'm talking about. So a lot of people have great gifts and, and they think they don't come up to the pulpit. They don't sing. Uh, uh, they don't do sermons. They don't read it. But guess what? They're helpers. They do a lot of other things outside the church. Thank God for those nurses and doctors that have the gift and the love that want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for those teachers 
that are willing to go back to classes and pay the price, whatever it is, because they love to teach. Those are gifts. Thank God for that. I, told one, I remember one time, uh, it's been years ago, when the baseball team was, uh, uh, teams were on strike, and uh, uh, the Yankee, I can't think of his name now, uh, the, the guy with the Yankees, was his players were complaining, and he was telling them, he says, I don't know what you all got to complain about. He says, the person that's got the real gift is the guys that come by and pick up your trash every week. You see, it takes gifts, mm -hmm. and there are many gifts. Each one of you have one. Yeah. Find it, use it, Amen. work it, yeah. use that gift. All right. John Lewis passed away, and we've been talking about he was a master at doing what he done. Mm -hmm. And I told Gwen, Brother Trevor, they talked about all the beatings that he done he would be a modern Paul. Because, see, the first time I got hit would have been the last time. Because I'm telling myself, when I get it from here, I will never get hit again. I'm done with this. But he took many beatings. He had a gift. He had a gift that other people don't have. And a lot of people say, we should be. No, we can't be him. Because all of us did not have that gift. Are you with me? But you all, everybody's got one. God has given you one. So that means you are special in his arena. You may not think you're special in man's arena, but you're special in God's arena. And sometimes the littlest gift can be the biggest gift. That's right. All right? So now we're going to go to the voice, okay. verse 4. And I'm doing this because I want Christ Temple North in France. We are going to be one body in this church under the influence and the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the Holy Spirit will help us to do it. Here we go. There is one body and one spirit. There's one body, that's the body of Christ, one spirit, the Holy Spirit. Just as you were all called to pursue one hope. And we're all called to be one, and our calling is to live the life that Christ would have us to live. That is our calling. That's our calling. We are called to live the life that Christ would have us to live. It is our responsibility, as Christ is at the right hand of the Father, he still lives within us, the Holy Spirit, and we become the role models of people. Because that's what we're about. That's, right. that's what we're all about. And one hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope right now, I'm coming away from that, my hope right now that everyone in the sound of my voice is saved. And if they ain't saved, they get saved. That's my hope for everyone. All right, keep going, please. There is one Lord Jesus, one living faith. There's only one Lord Jesus and only one living faith. One ceremonial washing through baptism. And that's it? And we know that. Okay. And one God, the Father over all who is above all. And I told you earlier in there, new family, new nature, new Father. That's right. And he's above all. That's right. For you all that are saying my Father has passed away or I never had a father. You got one now. That's right. God is your father. Amen. Yes. Come on with me. And again, the father is above all, through all, and in all. And, and the father is above all, through all, and in all. We mean the, the power of the Holy Spirit brings the characteristics and the love of the father within us. That's right. And I love that part about God. That's right. All right. This God has given to each of us grace 
in full measure according to the anointed's gift. And our, grace is a powerful thing. He has given us, he has given us grace. Each one of us has grace, the full measure according to the anointed one or the gift of Jesus Christ. And grace, mercy, he's given us mercy. Grace is a power, one of the greatest prayers you can do. If you ever get in a situation, a circumstance, you don't know what to pray for, here's what you say, Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see, his mercy, you see. And sometimes when you do a, 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 a sinful thing and it hurts you in your spirit, you ask God to pardon you. His mercy will pardon you. Yeah, it will. Keep going. To the and also grace is a quality that gives something special worth. And that's what he done. Mm -hmm. His grace is special to him, but he gave it to you. That's right. He gave it to me. That's right. And that virtue comes from God. That's right. You see, so they sang that song, Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at it, you're looking at amazing grace. Amen. Amen. And if, if you get through, go in the bathroom, look in the mirror. Yes. If you're saved, you'll see amazing grace. Amen. All right. And grace, lastly, is unmerited divine assistance. Given. And I need his divine assistance. That's right. When Johnny Fields tries to go so far and I can't get any further, I ask God's grace. And God's grace, divine assistance, takes me the rest of the way. Yes. That's right. And it's given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. And so what that means is it's given to me when I sin to re what? Re regenerate me and sanctify me. That's what grace does. That's right. And it is amazing. And I, I know some of you in, in Christ Temple North and we've talked and some of us and like I, me and Brother DJ talk a lot and because and, uh, he doesn't mind me calling him out and, and some others in here. We know what amazing grace is. If not for grace, we can truly say, there go I. And nothing we done is what Christ done. And his amazing, his amazing grace can take you someplace that you never thought you would ever be, get you out of stuff you never thought you'd get out of, and plant you in his pulpit. Yeah, that's, right. that's how powerful his grace is. Oh, yeah. right? Verse 5 from the Passion. For the Lord God is one, and so are we. So he keeps telling us here, and I'm, I'm talking about unity. For the Lord Jesus Christ, or the Lord God is one, and what? And so are we. And so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And I keep pushing it. One faith, mm -hmm. one baptism, yeah. one Father. All right. mm -hmm. And he makes the rules. That's right. For all of us. All right. And he is the perfect father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. And so if he's the perfect father and he works through us all and he's in through us all, then we shouldn't be afraid of perfection. Amen. I can be perfect. That's right. I'm trying to be like Jesus once said, be perfect as your father is in heaven, one version. The other version says, be holy as your father is in heaven. That's right. How can I do that? Allow the spirit within me to clean my outside up. That's right. All right. And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace. He's, he's, he's given us what? Supernatural grace. And I love supernatural grace. He has given, generously given each one of us supernatural, not just grace, but supernatural grace. That's right. And that's according to the size of the gift of Christ. And it's according to the size of the gift of Christ. Mm -hmm. You don't just have 
strength, you got supernatural strength. You don't just have a, a little grace, but supernatural grace. Oh, that's real good stuff. All right. Now we're going to go to verse 11. He has appointed some with grace to the apostles. And, and remember this, and there's more gifts, but these are the ones that come out of this chapter. Mm -hmm. He's appointed some to be apostles and some uh, with the grace to be prophets and some with the grace to be evangelists and some with the grace to be pastors and some with the grace to be teachers. That's right. Yes. yes. That's right. It's a gift from God. I stand here under God's grace. God appointed me to be a pastor. Yes. This is a God-appointed thing. Some people, some people were called, and some were chosen, and some went. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I didn't want this, Brother Ray. He called me and appointed me. He said, I want you to be a pastor. So the last thing was on my mind, to be a pastor. Matter of fact, I didn't think very much of it. <laughs> but then he called me and he appointed me yes. to be a pastor. Yes. There are teachers in here. The, prof, the gift of prophets. Prophecy really means God speaking to man through man. Right. And then there are many other gifts, but we're talking about right now what's in front of us. Yes. That's right. All right? And if, listen to me. If he has appointed me to be your pastor, then he's telling you to be the student. That's right. Amen. All right. <laughs> if he's appointed someone to be a teacher, he's telling you to be the student. If he's appointed some to be prophets, he's telling you to be the ears. All right. If he's telling you to be an evangelist, and I hope that it, uh, we would need an evangelist in here, because evangelists preach to unsaved folks. Yes. But if he's called you to be an evangelist, he'll put you someplace where you can do that. Yes. Okay? Right. Twelve. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And so the calling, the calling, I'm going to use the Johnny Fields version, and the calling is to mm -hmm. coach and prepare all of the believers to walk as Christ. That's right. And to work the ministry as Christ worked it. All right. That's what I'm doing up here. That's what Pastor Fields is doing up here. He's teaching you, thank you, to be mature in Christ. That's right. All right, keep going, please. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of and Christ. And that's what we hear. We're here to, when you start working in your life and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life and, and people start looking at you and following you because they got to follow somebody until they get to Christ. They're following you. It builds up the body of Christ. Yes. That's right. All right. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And this is what this thing is, these grace ministries. Grace ministries meaning God has given these ministries to us, and anybody that's got a ministry, it's a grace ministry. You didn't deserve that. You didn't even earn that. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Grace ministry, grace ministry, we just heard it. The praise team, that's a grace ministry. God gave you a voice. Everybody can't sing. And that's what the Bible didn't say, everybody sing. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's for the non-singers. But somebody has the ability and the gift that God has given them and the grace to sing. Everybody can't play these drums and these pianos and this guitar, bass over here. It's a gift. That's right. Amen. That's right. You see? 
And finally, we become one perfect man or woman with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity. And that's what we're looking at. We're trying to come over to Christ's temple, become a, a mature man or woman. Yeah, we right. need some maturity. Yeah, that's right. We're not kids. We don't fuss and fight and whine. We're men, we're women, we're Christian men and Christian women. We walk like Christ. We imitate Christ. All right, I don't know what verse I'm on. And fully developed in the abundance of Christ. And we fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Yes. Where in, am I at? In verse 14. Okay. Then our immaturity will end. And now, now listen here. And then our immaturity will end. That's right. If you are still immature, you ain't in Christ. You ain't born again. You ain't been listening. Some people go to church and they stay immature because they don't listen to the teaching. That immaturity ought to change. And there's a lot of people that are immature in church because they never got saved, but somebody gave them a title. But you cannot be immature if you've been born again. And because remember, I told you up front, we have a new nature, right? We have a new nature. Yes. yes. So we don't have an immature nature anymore. So if you have an immature nature and you're in the church, you need to check yourself because most likely God has not came in your life. Amen. Or you ain't been listening. Amen. Anybody can give you a title. Because there's a lot of immature ministers. A lot of immature pastors. But they haven't been called by God's grace. That's right. keep, keep going, please. We will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings. And so if you, are, uh, you used to be immature and they can say things and you're shaken by troubles, but once you become the Christ and you become mature, you're no longer shaking by troubles. You, we, because we understand greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That's the way a mature Christian is. An immature Christian is going to be shaken by troubles, but a mature Christian will not be shaken by troubles, and they won't run around looking and people looking for books. Now, there's nothing wrong with reading some books, but they're not looking for different teachings and, and going to different churches and trying to find something that fits them, because if you find something that fits you, it's usually not God's grace, because God's grace doesn't fit us. God's grace cleans us up so we fit him. That's right. All right? That's right. And in verse 15, instead, we will remain strong. We do what? Remain strong. We remain strong. No matter when trouble comes against us, and no matter when people try to do false doctrines, we hear all that craziness, we remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. Because if you are a Christian, a real born-again Christian, new nature Christian, yes, under the Heavenly Father's authority through the Holy Spirit helping us to deal with that, we're not afraid of the truth. That's right. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. New family, new nature, new father. We're not afraid of the truth. That's right. Sometimes the truth hurts, but we're not afraid of the truth. That's right. We didn't say it wouldn't hurt, but we're not afraid of it. That's right. Because a, a good son or a good daughter that loves their father, the heavenly father, would rather have the truth than to have, a, than to disappoint their father. Come on. Come on. All right. Okay? 
and all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him. And, and we're trying to get deeper into him. I'm right now, at my age right now, in the years, I still want a deeper relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want a deeper relationship with Christ. Yes. That's right. The head, the body of the church. Yes. That's right. And that's what we're after. Amen. We're not going to be divided, Christ up and We're working over here to be mature Christians, and we're working every Sunday and when Bible studies, we do our meditating and praying to have a deeper relationship with Christ. Amen. That's right. Amen. 16. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. All right. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And the question is, are you using your gift to contribute to help other people. God didn't give you a gift for you. Some of you don't know it, but you're very important to me. Just knowing that you're a part of Christ. We got people that I haven't seen physically in church in a long time, but I still feel a part of them because they're still in my heart. You know, there are people who live in different states uh, and they listen to us. There are people who live in Johnson County who listen to us. They support us. They're very important to me. I don't have to see them because they're in my heart. That's the body of Christ. That's right. All right? And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. So use this. Use your gift. That's right. I need your gift. This church needs your gift. The body of Christ needs your gift. Your community needs your gift. That's right. This country needs your gift. That's right. And from the voice, verse 15, instead by truth spoken in love, we are to grow in every way into him, the anointed one, the head. And, 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 and in, I, just, I just want to grow That's right. in Christ. I want to grow in Christ. I want to be mature in Christ. And I want you to be mature and grow in Christ. That's right. All right. He joins and holds together the whole body with its ligaments providing the support needed. So each part works to its proper design to form a healthy, growing, and mature body that builds itself up in love. And each one of you to listen to me, this is what you want your church to be like. Amen. We, the body of Christ, but we want Christ Temple North to be this. Yeah. That's right. We want Christ Temple North. We want, and I, the support that you all are giving people is very appreciative to God blessing, he's blessing you. I'm appreciative that you all giving tithes and, and people giving good meal off what you're doing to keep the body of Christ growing. That's right. It's appreciated, it's appreciated. These, these doors stay open. This ministries keep going because of your love for God the Father, your love for the body of Christ and your love for this church. And, and, and your pastor appreciates it. And because we want to have a healthy church. And when this is all over, we're just going to have us a good time. That's right. Amen. All right. And lastly, verse 16 from the message. We take our lead from Christ. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. That's right. We take our, yes. Christ is the source of everything we do. That's right. Some of the praise team leaders are still here. This is not just singing. This is ministry. Right. That ain't just a base. 
That's ministry. This ain't just a, a piano. This is ministry. The Bible says let everything praise him. This is ministry. This is not just somebody reading. This is ministry. Those people back there working on those cameras and the sound system, they're not working. A, it's ministry. Take it serious. And let me tell you something. Be glad that God called you to do it. Amen. All right. He keeps us in step with each other. He keeps us in step with what? Each other. With each other. Mm -hmm. That's right. He keeps us in step with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we in step with each other. Yeah. And let me tell you something. This is not scripture, but this makes sense to me. If we all walking together and somebody gets out of step and stumbles, guess what? They'll never fall. Right. Because we walking together. Sister Land, we'll, reach, we'll, we'll catch them before they fall mm -hmm. and we'll keep them right in step. That's what we do here at Christ Temple North. That's right. Don't talk it, walk it, Amen. live it, all right? His very breath and blood flow through us. His very breath and blood flows through what? Through us. Yes. Nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God and robust in love. We want to grow up as a healthy church. I'm talking Christ Temple North now. We want to grow up as a healthy church. We can't grow up as a healthy church until we grow up as healthy individuals and healthy families, and then we can grow up as a healthy church. And the only way we can do that is that we give ourselves, our, our lives to Christ, and we become a new family, and we have a new nature, and we have a new Father, our Heavenly Father. And everybody that's in agreement with me we're going to pray for this church and pray for the leadership of this church and people who work for this church. And I'm asking God to bless you all with a hundredfold that are supporting this church financially. This church is going to be a better church. I'm talking about this church here now. Christ of North is going to be a better church because of this, this virus. This virus didn't pull us down. This virus is going to lift us up. First of all, we're going to be uh, doing things that we've never done before. And once we do them, we'll keep those things going. And our friends all over the country will be invited in on Sundays with us. And we're going to just get stronger and better. We're going to walk together because two can't walk together unless they agree. But since we are one family, we have one nature, and we have one Heavenly Father, we can walk together. Amen, Amen to that. Okay. Heather's going to lead us in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come to you thanking you, Lord, for this message, that some of us at home now are needing to hear this message, Lord. We're asking, Lord, that you touch those and their families and the children and their husbands and wives, Lord, that each one of them understand that they are together in one, Lord, that as long as they are pursuing you and doing the things that they need to do, they are coming together as a family, Lord, as one unit for Christ. And the road that is marked out for them, that all they have to do is to travel that. All they have to do is to seek you, Lord. So I'm asking, Lord, that you touch those families and help them reach out to you and help them continue to guide their children, give them the patience and the love and the mercy so that they can continue to be united so that others can see how they are making it through this right now because it's because of you and your help and your guidance and your love, mercy, and grace that they can get through this time. 
asking, Lord, to just keep protecting our pastor and Sister Gwen and keep guiding and feeding the wisdom and the knowledge so that we can get that information to us, Lord. We want to thank you for all that you are doing and all that you continue to do to bless us all with your amazing grace. With your precious blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray and thank you. Amen. And I'm, I'm great. And I'm going to leave you with this. I'm still on, people. I'm going to leave you with this. So Jesus called them and he spoke, them in a, spoke to them in a parable. How can Satan drive out Satan? A kingdom divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. We're not going to be divided in this church. We're not going to be divided in our homes. Amen to that? Amen. One family, new nature, one heavenly father. And we stand on that. That's right. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day. <clears throat>